Around Blur's fifth Japanese tour, I eventually got as far as a little spa town in the mountains and it was well worth waiting for. Doing things in cities can be hit and miss, but going anywhere in the country is always a safe bet because there is nothing in nature that is not fantastically beautiful. You know what you're going to get. Even those parts of Iceland that smell a bit eggy, worth having a look at. Home since I'd left college had been Covent Garden, a one-bedroom flat when I was poor and a house in the next street when the band had sold some records. Claire and I fell in love one weekend in the Cotswolds and got married nine months after we met. We bought the farm on our honeymoon, at which point Blur promptly disintegrated. So I arrived in the country with a woman I didn't really know, well, kind of with her. She was at work. I, on the other hand, didn't currently have a job. My friends were disgusted that I'd stopped drinking for a bit to get married and now I'd pulled them further by walking out on them altogether. People said things like, how can you be a farmer? You don't know anything about farms. Or how can you be a husband? You're an asshole." The main reason for going to the country was to be with her. I didn't know anybody in the Cotswolds. I didn't really know anything. Living the quiet life would have driven me utterly mad until I met her. It wasn't until I wanted to get married that the countryside started to attract me for reasons other than as a hangover cure. I'd spent my entire adult life living in the West End, the most metropolitan part of the largest city in Europe, but I was only there when I wasn't tearing around other large cities on tour with the band, and gradually I'd found that I'd become addicted to big cities, their glamour, drama, possibilities. Now, though, I was definitely ready for a change. We'd looked at lots of places. When we first saw the farm, there were a lot of fish in tanks in the cellar. In fact, it looked like the people might be moving because they needed somewhere with a bigger cellar. The place was chock-a-block with tanks at all angles, pumps and manifolds gurgling away. The fish were the first thing we were shown uh, when we came to view the place. Are there woods? Where are the woods? said Claire. Ah, yes, the woods. I think we'll just start by having a quick look in the cellar, though, said the vendor. The fish weren't included in the sale. He just wanted us to see them. He took the fish with him, or they took him. He really didn't want to sell the place, the farmer. Poor man. Been a beef specialist, punched on the nose by BSE, then kicked in the face by foot and mouth. He'd spent the last ten years watching everything he'd spent his life building slip through his fingers as his profits dwindled and his assets corroded. It had been the worst time in history to be a farmer. The place was a ruin, but he'd loved it and poured his life into it. He was crying as he handed over the key that was in my pocket now. I cut the dying engine as I pulled off the road and was suddenly aware I was arriving at a point of silence. Silence and stillness, the gentle sounds, the pulses and tunes that had been there all along, revealed themselves to my conscious mind. Rabbits scattered as I coasted slowly and gently down the drive in the filthy, dying car with the front caved in and the rear driver's side window missing from an earlier incident. It was rural, properly rural. People had asked me where it was we were going and there was no easy way to describe it. There were no towns nearby. The Industrial Revolution skipped the Cotswolds. It was an area that had never been built up. I didn't really know where the Cotswolds began or ended, although Oxford was possibly involved, and Cheltenham. It was pure English countryside, and that means old money and dynastic families wherever you go, but it also had more than its fair shares of billionaire tradesmen, and lately television personalities, film directors and media moguls. 
I remember the feeling I had when I first walked into my first rented flat in Covent Garden, a thrilling sense that this must be mine and no particular inclination to leave when I'd finished looking around. We'd looked at all kinds of houses, from manors and mansions to cottages and space-age barn conversions. We got used to looking for ways to escape before we'd even been shown the best spare. When you get the feeling of not wanting to leave, you've found a home. And it doesn't happen very much, like meeting people you could fall in love with or seeing chances to change your life. Bound to come along, but never very often. And when they do, you've got to spot them and go after them with everything you've got, even if it makes you feel and look ridiculous, which is pretty much also guaranteed. Unlike that old farmer, he had a particular quality of serenity, as cool and powerful as the morning sun. And we were all instantly at ease in this cobble of buildings all clustered around an ancient well with fields stretching in all directions through pasture and woodland bordered to the east by the road and the west by a river it was the first house we'd seen that was obviously a reluctant sale we walked around the place with him he never said anything was wonderful